This is Women's Tech Radio, a show on the Jupiter Broadcasting Network interviewing interesting women in technology, exploring their roles and how they're successful in technology careers. I'm Paige. And I'm Angela. So Angela, today we're joined by Jamie. She's a technical writer with a uh, company in Boston. She does a lot of um, interesting work trying to translate developers and in her position for developers. So we talk a little bit about that and we get into what it means to be a technical writer and kind of dig into that whole career path. Mm -hmm. And before we get into this interview, I would just like to say that you can support the network and the ongoingness of this show, Women's Tech Radio, by going to patreon.com forward slash today. And uh, that is where you will find that we put out a podcast specifically kind of to thank the patrons that are supporting the network. It's Tech Talk Today. It's it's a quick show that we do four days a week of the top headlines. It's just a, a thank you. It's something that we're able to launch because we are getting funding that way. So again, you can support Women's Tech Radio through patreon.com forward slash today. And to get started, we asked Jamie what she's doing in technology today. I'm currently a tech writer. I work for Agency Port Software in Boston. We are a technology company that offers web-based software and tools to PNC insurance companies. And I'm pretty much responsible for creating and maintaining all of their product documentation and as well as uh, the developer documentation site where all that documentation lives. So um, mostly my responsibilities are related to actual documentation. So I document any updates to the products and the release notes whenever releases go out. And then the other half is I'm actually dealing with the technical aspects of the site. So to make sure everything's up and running, uh, everything's displaying properly, the styles look good, the features look good. I'm working mostly in a tool called Madcap Flare. It's an authoring tool, but I also work heavily in CSS and a little bit of JavaScript and now learning a little bit more about Bootstrap. So are you working in Madcap Flare? Is that like your internal program? And then you're, you're also starting to author some of this stuff for the web and that's why you're diving into CSS and HTML and stuff? Yeah, so Madcap Flare, it's an external software component that you can use to actually build documentation sites. So you kind of organize everything and it builds HTML files that then compile out that you can build an actual site with. But we wanted something a little bit more modern and that we can customize a lot more than what's built into the product. So that's why we kind of bring in the CSS and the JavaScript and the bootstrap so that we can make it a little bit more modern and trendy to kind of meet our company's branding. So is this something like, so technical writing is actually, we haven't had a technical writer on the show yet. Mm -mm. So this is kind of fun. Like, what does it mean to do technical writing? I think you kind of grazed over it, but like, what do you, what do you do as a technical writer? Like in the nitty gritty? Well, in my position now, you're working with the developers, you're working with the engineers to find out exactly what is done on a project as related to a product. So whenever they make changes, we have to make sure that we're relaying that information to whoever the audience is. So in my current case, our audience is actual developers who are customizing our software for clients. So they need to learn how, how to customize everything. So those updates go in for the content and we also relay the updates as for, for release notes. So we're constantly keeping communication to our clients, to what we're being, what's being done into the product. So you're kind of translating developers and in your position for developers? Yes. <laughs> in prior positions where I've worked as a tech writer, it was kind of the opposite where I was interpreting developers' notes and trying to decipher it into a language that any man can understand. Like they have no technical background, so but they need to understand. But in my current case, it's I'm actually 
relaying developer information for another developer, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. So are you super technical? Are you a developer yourself? How, how does that work for you to kind of translate like that? Um, I'm not a, really a developer per se. I mean, I'm starting to learn a lot more, especially in the past year or so. But I'm I'm more of the the content side of it. So I can understand it. But if you give me something to like code completely in JavaScript, I don't know how to do that just yet. But I can at least read it and understand what's going on. Well, that's actually a lot farther than some developers I know. So <laughs> you're doing really well. Okay, thanks. So is that something you went to school for to be either to understand JavaScript or to be a technical writer? Actually, no. I actually don't have really any formal training as far as even technical writing. Uh, my degree was actually in creative writing and journalism. And I started working for a small IT company right out of college, kind of like helping with their help desk. And I just gradually made my way up. And now today, like I, since working with developers and having to actually like look at code, it's kind of forced me to learn, but also, I mean, it's not like a forcing, but so it's interesting to finally learn how to do some of this stuff. And then actually to learn more, like I've been taking classes on code, code school or and code academy and just trying to like actually dig into code and try to figure it out so that I can understand what they're talking about. Very cool. So you're self-teaching yourself so you can have more understanding at work. Right. Exactly. And, and do cool things. Very cool. Right. That's actually how I got started. So mm -hmm. very nice. So I, I always like to ask this sort of question, but like, how does it flip around? Do you feel like, you know, you have this creative writing and journalism background and, uh, and you're trying to learn code, do you feel like any of the developers are actually trying to learn how to write more like humans? <laughs> in, in some cases, yes, yes. Awesome. <laughs> or, or maybe we wish that they did, I guess. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe somebody should write a code academy for, for technical writing so that we could learn how to write better documentation. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. I think they're based out of Boston or New York. I think they're in New York. I'm not sure. Yeah. They're very close. Uh, um, so what, what is the, like, how did you get where you are? It sounds like, you know, it's, uh, you started out of college and you had the college degree. Like, have you always had an interest in tech or was it just kind of that random happenstance? Well, I mean, I've always like been into, you know, computers and tech and I'm really tech savvy. So it just kind of, it, I kind of fit in right away, like in the department and, I just, I loved it. I mean, I'm always learning something new and it's it's always evolving. So I've just, I kind of find that happy medium where I'm writing, but I'm also getting the chance to actually like actually work in tech. I, I think it's interesting how the tech, like if we look at it and from a broad perspective, it really is a very deep field. Like it takes a lot of disciplines. You know, we've had so many different people on the show, artists, developers, designers, and writers now. And there's really, there's room for all of us in this, in this field to do good things. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So, so why tech? Like you said, you're tech savvy. Like, what does that mean to you? And is it, what, what kind of stokes your fire in the tech end of things? Well, I think it's kind of, cause I have this personality where I like to kind of be a detective mm -hmm. and try to figure things out. So I think in tech, I kind of I kind of get that opportunity where it's like, oh, I don't know why this page isn't showing up right. Let me see why. Let me try to fix this. Okay, that's not working. Let me try this. And just trying to find the answer if it's either online or like talking to people. And it's just, it's it's like you kind of actually get the opportunity to see what you did right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We actually had a, an interview a couple weeks ago by now that um, where we talked to somebody about failing. And I, I think that that willingness to explore and to, to fail forward, like, oh, does this work? And to break it and then fix it is that 
that's that mindset for me is super important. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and it helps you learn because I mean, for me, I'm more of a hands-on person. So actually digging in and trying to do things is, is how I'm going to figure out how to do it. Is there anything tech related that you do outside of work? Like hobby wise, like blogging or? I did for a while. I was, I did blog for a while. I did some like side freelance Mm -hmm. um, work for about.com for a while, for like two years. So um, I had to maintain their maintain my I had my own personal site and had to do all that stuff. I was into photography for a while, so I was editing photos a lot. Right now, I just really I honestly haven't had a whole lot of spare time mm-hmm. to do a lot of tech related uh, outside tech related stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, but I mean, like I mean, I've been using a computer for the past probably twenty years or so, so it's, yeah. it's like attached to me. You know, it's it's just a part of our lives now. So it's uh, tech is always around me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, totally. I mean, you can't get away from it anymore. Mm-mm. No, no, it's like a, it's literally attached to your hip. So <laughs> I guess you could like move to Amish country in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. I heard there's a really good buffet. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they have my fin- mom went to it and so did my one of my friends. I, I've had some of the best pancakes ever in Amish country. So maybe it's relevant. Hmm. I don't know. Very fun. So um, so you're in the Boston community. Like how how is the kind of the tech community out there i mean it's it's really booming right now it seems i mean i've only been here a little over a year but um especially in the area we're in we're kind of near south boston and just um companies are moving in startups and just everything is it's very tech heavy right now nice and i'm from the boston area i will admit Mm -hmm. what is what is kind of your favorite thing about i know you just moved up there like what's kind of your favorite boston thing so far I'd say just being in the city to me is is just exhilarating because I'm kind of from I was grew up in a small Florida town and kind of moved around Florida a lot where didn't really have that like metropolitan feel. Um, and of course, the weather here in summer, spring is very nice. <laughs> Weather's uh, winter is a little bit challenging, but uh, I love public transportation. So getting on the train every day to me is exciting. So <laughs> Boston Public Transit, I had no idea how spoiled I was until I moved away from Boston, yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty much it once you get out of the Boston uh New York DC corridor once you get out of there the rest of the country does not have the kind of public transport that the northeast mm. has and I had no idea no. no yeah but I'm surprised you say summer I guess you're from Florida I like honestly the worst <laughs> part of New England weather to me is this hot sticky summers but Florida definitely takes the cake on that one yeah right right yeah it's 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 not that I mean it's like been in the high 80s but it, it's not that bad so you listed, we always ask, you know, a couple of things that people do. So what do you, what else do you do with your free time? Well, I have a little dog named Penny. So I like to spend time a lot with her. And I like to research old train stations, which is kind of silly. But um, I, it's kind of like a new thing since I moved up here to New England. There's a lot of, obviously, a lot of history, a lot of old history. But a lot of old train stations that have either been renovated into other things or they're just kind of missing and you just kind of see pieces of them and you want to know why like why what happened and things like that so that's really fascinating you should blog about that it's such a random thing i don't know why i'm so obsessed with it yeah no seriously yeah yeah. if you started a blog i bet you could get like click revenue because trains and stuff like that is really a popular thing even if you're in for a casual ride, the rail to trail project that has happened through most of New England is fascinating. Yes. And you get to go by a lot of those old train stations and things. Yes, we have one that actually runs right by our house. Um, we haven't been since fall, but we take the dog 
And um, yeah, it's very interesting. There's a, some of the old signals are even still there and the old crossover bridges. It's very cool. Yeah. New England is a really fascinating place for history. Definitely highly recommend. So, so you're teaching yourself right now. Um, what are some of the things that are hardest for you? Even just learning, like, uh, is it just getting your head around the logic of it? Like understanding terms, like what is a variable? What is a function? Like what's, what's your sticking points and, and how are you getting over them or, or how are you not? I think it's more the logic because um, I'm kind of still in the midst of doing some of the online courses for JavaScript. And it's just, I don't know if it's the math portion or it's just kind of, kind of all of it at once, like the, you know, if else statements and things like that. Sometimes it kind of throws me around um, and it's just trying to figure it out. Like they give you a sample. Okay, here's some code and I'll try to fix it. Or you got to write this yourself. Here's your variables and write it. So it's just, it's just digging in and trying to figure it out is, is the best way of how I get through it. I like that. I, I also usually encourage people who are new to programming to write it out in plain English. Mm-hmm. first and then try to um, make it into code right because if you if you write the logic in a way that you understand it and then translate it can, it can kind of help that step hmm. are you just doing stuff online are you going to meetups or anything i haven't gone into any meetups yet um i know there are a lot in the boston area i know there are a couple of especially for women they're actually creating there's a lot of groups that are actually for women that want to code and you can actually get involved in these groups and they do meetups and basically at any level, you know, you could just want to learn and you could get into the groups and um, start working with them and learn more. And, and that's something I'd, I'd love to do. I just haven't had the chance right now, unfortunately. I definitely encourage you to check that out. I'm actually the director for Women Who Code Portland and I know that we have a Boston chapter. Nice. Um, and I think Girl, Girl Develop It is out there if you want something more workshoppy. Right. Highly recommend both of those. Do you have at your job, are you the only technical writer or is there somebody else that you that also does that? No, I am the sole technical writer. Um, I was actually hired on uh, last year to kind of help their documentation section. We were they were using an old Drupal platform and they wanted something you know more robust and more modern and that could actually uh, kind of help users navigate it through better. And so that's kind of where I came along. And since I've had, I've had about um, a little over six years experience as a tech writer. So I kind of brought my expertise in and helped them find the, the Madcap Flare tool to build their documentation set. So I'm, I'm the, sole, the sole person on that and that full team right now. Job security. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Have exactly. you ever met another technical writer, like, like with a, either a partnering company or a client? That has a technical yes. writer. Yeah. Is that, yes. do, are you guys able to like share like hidden jokes and I don't so, know. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So my last job um, before this one, I was actually on a technical writing team and we had, um, I think at one time we had about five writers and a supervisor that we'd all been tech, you know, we were all tech writers. So we all knew the jokes, whether it be you know, about a specific, you know, programmer or, or just, just the logic of things of, oh, like, oh, the, your, your authoring tool is doing something weird again. Oh no. You know, things like that. It's mostly just like weird little quirks. Mm -hmm. Do you ever put Easter eggs inside technical documentation like we do with programs? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> you should consider it. Yeah. yeah. You work on that. We'll check back with you in six months. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> okay. 
So um, if someone was listening to the show and is a writer currently, they're uh, freelance or whatever they're doing, or maybe they're finishing a degree or something, and they wanted to get into technical writing, uh, what kind of advice would you give them? I would just say to get out there and read it as much as you can about it. Uh, I mean, from my perspective, I didn't have an actual formal tech writing you know, training. I didn't go to school for it. So it's just you kind of have to be tech savvy in some sense. And you have to be willing to learn. You have to be open-minded that things are going to change and that, you know, you have to kind of be up and in, in current into, you know, whether it be the current authoring tools, platforms that are available or the other kinds of ways that you can make your documentation better. So and it's just to get out there and try to create something, take online courses or tutorials and just do what you can because this is how you can learn. Do you have any courses you might recommend for technical writing? Maybe not yet. You're, I think you're probably in the early stages of figuring out what it is that would have been helpful. Yeah. And I mean, back when I started, was starting to learn like six years ago, there wasn't, I don't think there was a whole lot free um, yeah. online, you know, tutorials like there are now. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there, there are books out there that you can look on technical writing. I believe there's a site called like technicalwriting.com. Mm. If it's still available, not sure. But um, I think that's a community so you can kind of like share ideas and things like that. So we've had uh, some people give the advice before of people who are even just looking to get into development to um, if they wanted to kind of dip their toes in open source that uh, actually doing documentation work for open source uh, projects is, is valuable. Do you think that would be valuable for a technical writer as well? Yes, definitely. So like if you really want to just get your experience, get your foot in the door, and if you're willing to either volunteer your time or something like that, it definitely, definitely fine. Or a startup or something like that, that really could use some documentation help. And if you're open, open to, you know, learning along the way with them. So just like development, just get your feet in and, and do the work and it'll pay off. Correct. Thank you for listening to this episode of Women's Tech Radio. Don't forget you can find the full transcription either in the YouTube description or on jupiterbroadcasting.com. Find the Women's Tech Radio drop down and you can also listen to our back catalogs. We have a lot of amazing shows on there. So many great women have been on this show. You can also find us on iTunes if you have a moment. Leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think. You can also contact us by dropping us a line at WTR at jupiterbroadcasting.com or following us on Twitter at HeyWTR. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>